Hello everyone, welcome to Women of the World, a podcast that helps guide you back to your true self. I'm your host Shannon Sarusi and today I'm speaking with Hilla Decker. She's a medicine woman and a shamanic healer and we're going to speak about psychedelic therapy so let's dig in. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being featured. The whole point of this is to really just show people like there's so many different ways of helping yourself and um, just to like not feel stuck in life, really. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Happy to. Oh, you're welcome. So would you like to tell people a bit about what you do? Sure. Um... Was hearing this? No, I was kidding. <laughs> uh, the censorized version or the real version? Uh, <laughs> oh my god, the real! Please go for the real. We're not censoring anything here. So, um, so my name is Ila Dekel. I am a medicine woman. I work uh, with shamanic tools. I do work mm-hmm. on the energetic level, spiritual. Uh, physical as well and, and emotional so I work on all the energy bodies as they call it um, mm-hmm. and as part of it and I think the part that we wanted to discuss here today I also um, work with uh, mind-altering states uh, that's mm-hmm. done so in my clinic I do uh, hypnotherapy style uh, situation where people can really go deep into their subconscious mind and really take on uh, different wounds or information that's hidden from from their consciousness so working mm-hmm. on consciousness and subconsciousness and superconscious and for that sometimes you would use mind-altering substances uh, there have been used uh, for ever since shamanism became a thing a word even I think uh, yeah. we have used uh, different medicines from from nature um, and and I work with that as well so depending on what the person needs and it's something that really like the spirit has really worked through me like I really feel like an emissary it wasn't yeah. a plan or anything it wasn't like waking up like wouldn't be cool to be a shaman it's just something that, yeah. that happened and um, I'm happy I answered the call so that's who I am wow <laughs> <laughs> there's so much there that excites me I don't know what to speak about first like how so Oh my goodness, so it kind of just came to you that like this was your calling and that was it or? Meaning it came to me as like, I I don't know if I looked for it per se. I just, um, I joined with you a bit later than we planned because I I had a session and I always feel like uh, the events of the day and the sessions that, you know, the therapies that I'm working with, people all connect. Um, Yeah. So... I feel like what what I was working on a lot today is is really saying asking for the right questions, and I'm really mm-hmm. telling my clients a lot today that or recently how much like having the right questions allow for the right answer to appear, and so mm. to be honest, I think that I at certain point in life I was able to ask the right questions, so I did ask the wow. right question is it or like basically is this it you know what is else out there like why am I feeling this way I'm doing everything right by the book how come I'm still Mm -hmm. feeling like there's nothing to live for um you know I think I asked the right questions but I could never have imagined like what the answer would be right that's why I asked the question so that's what I mean when I didn't plan for this but then when I started asking truly about my soul's calling 
which is something that happened mm-hmm. to me as I was going through like life troubles, um, divorce and change of a job. And then I was a whistleblower. Like a lot of things happened at once. I was living in New York City and all of a sudden that didn't mm-hmm. make sense. So a lot of things um, that I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Then what does, you know? So the question was, what yeah. does make sense? Um, and then the answer I got was more than a mouthful it was beautiful you know I, I really got wow the call. I got the call of being yeah. a healer and then I didn't even know what it was then I researched and researched and found the teachers and then the medicine found me and started speaking through me yeah. and like really guiding my way and guiding what I'm doing uh-huh. so I feel like everything is guided by spirit but it I wasn't a spiritual person I barely meditated even like you know it wasn't like um wow I just I think I asked the right questions and I, and I recommend everybody ask the right questions. <laughs> yeah. So what would you like mainly say those questions are? Those questions, I think I can call them soul questions. You know, when a person is finally able to differentiate uh, between and like what's essential and what's non-essential. Right. So yeah. about your essential self, about your essence. So your essence, right. your spirit, your soul. When you ask yeah. those questions, those are the right questions. When you ask, uh, what kind of job should I have? And what kind of car should I drive? And how much money mm. should I have? Not sure those are the right questions. <laughs> That's, That's so funny. funny. Well, they're very surface level, aren't they? They're not really on a deep level. Yeah, I mean, they're they're good, you know, and that's the thing, they come afterwards anyway, so they're just not the right questions, you know, it's not the essential, yeah. you know, it will come around yeah. it to kind of wrap it around, it's like when you have a gift, you know, what's important is the inside, right, and then you have the mm. wrapping paper and the thing, and it's all beautiful, yeah. it's better than just not having it wrapped, right, but you're not going to yeah, have the wrapping true. paper. <laughs> wow, so <laughs> I. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm really feeling to go in like a different direction with you. Like I'm quite drawn to just ask you what you really want to speak about in your heart. Cause like it could go a million ways. I'm so excited to speak about everything that you're into. So like, I just want you to talk to me. <laughs> just tell me everything. Mm, well, I, I have a question for you then. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not holding the mic, but um I really want to understand because I also, you know, you're calling me in and then seeing the subject, mm. uh, which I understand at, at first we wanted to really talk about psychedelic therapy, right? And I do have mm-hmm. things to say about it, but I really see it as a lot more than that. And that's one of the tools. And, and uh-huh. you know, working with plant medicine for me is no different than working with the elements, which I also work with on a daily basis. So working with the elements in our body, outside, and part of it is plant medicine. Okay. It's just much bigger for me than just plant medicine. Um, right and I have a question then why uh for you to work with women of the world basically it's a leading question that mm-hmm. have an answer there why women of the world right that's what you the the podcast and, and what you're interviewing mm-hmm. um how yeah. did that come about with now like learning about psychedelic therapy basically so I can answer that better for you okay Okay, okay. So I just had this idea that came to me. It wasn't I feel like it wasn't my idea that I was going to interview 30 women over 30 days and it was just for fun. Like all the things that I love to know about. Like it's kind of every single topic that I mentioned is something that I'm really interested in or passionate about or want to know more about. And so 
I have experience with uh yeah with psychedelic therapy you know I've been to an ayahuasca ceremony I've been microdosing mm. um and I feel like the benefits that you can get from that like oh there's so much that I can share that I don't know if I'm like 100% ready to share yet <laughs> but um yeah it's just changed my life in so many different ways and I think by having professionals like you that can actually speak about it like on a level where you know it's not just about like I just know about taking it and like what the effects does but you know so much more so that's why I want to be able to like expand other people's minds expand my mind and just really like show what more the world has to offer than conventional forms of therapy because I don't think they're working very well mm-hmm. okay yeah so I'm, I'm totally with you on that and that's why I, I got to this so maybe a bit of mm. why I'm doing this and I think I'm asking because I do see um, a calling or a shift, a trend. I can't really place it, but it has to do with plant medicine, with therapy on that mm. level, and and women specifically, women who are leading it, yeah. and also uh, just in the feminine ways mm. in general. Yeah, tell me about it. It's coming for sure. So many people I know can feel it coming. Well, it's here. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's already, it has landed, as they say. Um, but but yes, yeah, so, but when you're saying it's coming, yes, it's a wave. It's like a movement that's coming, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. Old, but it's already here and it's it's hit land. And I'm really saying Yeah, that's it. true. Growing, I guess, is the, a better word. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's already, it's already yeah. rolling and happening. And, and um, it's, it's funny to me that, like, I, you came about me now in this period of my life because uh, mm-hmm. honestly maybe a couple of months from now uh, ago I wouldn't even be able to say what I can say now that it really is uh, a calling for women yeah. who are connected to healing with from a spiritual and energetic point okay and, mm-hmm. and that's really the calling that I've had especially as a skeptic so I came from more therapy field and a nonprofit, like always trying to help people you know but finding that all yeah. the ways that we have right now, the traditional ways, hit a block. And the block, mm-hmm. in a way, it even feels like a conspiracy. I'm not into conspiracy theories, but really it could feel like one because the block ends up feeding the system that caused it to begin with, you know? And it just yeah. around and around it goes. And it's like, um, that's how I started asking questions because I was thinking I started uh-huh. helping people, but no no one is actually getting healed, you know? I was working in yeah. the nonprofit sector, or the mentally ill, for example, and mm-hmm. you know, it's. Uh, I was just saying actually to my clients, it's as if they move from like one over the cuckoo's nest, right, where they would lock you up, into they just now lock you up inside yourself with the drugs, right? So it's like it's still a prison. Oh, that's awful to hear. But yeah, that that yeah. Doesn't I don't feel... like to think of it, but it's true. Right. So it's like we haven't advanced. Yeah. We're still in the dark ages when it has to do with mental health right so what is mental health yeah when we get stuck on the mind and in a in a shamanic way we are also talking about spirit and energy and mm-hmm. from a shamanic way we understand we're not just the mind we're not just the body we're certainly not just our emotions and we're not just mm-hmm. spirit. we are the whole thing holistic right so it's really holistic therapy mm-hmm. so in yeah. holistic therapy you have to look at all the sides um, and I think that that's where plant medicine really shows up 
because it helps us like penetrate mm -hmm. to those layers uh, and do the work. But at the same right. time, it also, when it's not done right, it, it you know, every medicine can also be a poison. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like the calling that we said this wave, especially for women, I see a lot of women in the field now, like showing up more, is because even mm -hmm. within the plant medicine, that it's not new, right? Um, but I feel yeah. like it was really much led by men. The plant medicine world? Yeah. A lot of it, oh, mainly, but you can find women. And I'm telling you this because I, even for me, searching for who to learn from, right, or work with. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not that there aren't women, but there's many, a, yeah. a lot less. And even the ones that are um, that are at a top position at this point have still led in mm -hmm. a very masculine way. So it's not just that there aren't a lot of women, but in general, it is not done in a in a feminine way and i don't even think it needs to be just feminine i think it needs to be balanced it needs to have masculine yeah. and feminine together and that's something that's missing yeah. so we've gone completely off balance as a society with masculine and feminine energies and you can see it also in the plant medicine world like i, I think so yeah that's so interesting i totally agree i'm starting to see the correlation between each woman between each woman that comes on the podcast now because we're speaking about different topics but we end up speaking about like the imbalance of masculine and feminine energy and you know just just the change that's happening in the world and I think it's really incredible to have your perspective as well yeah so even from that perspective let's say just from the therapies and even like you know to I don't call myself a shaman usually I'm gonna use it mm -hmm. because I feel like it's important mostly I use mm -hmm. it to, to show up and say, yes, a woman, a little blonde woman from Israel can be yeah. <laughs> and is yeah, yeah. because I know I yeah. am, but it's not about saying that word out loud because it creates such antagonism specifically because right. it was mostly led more by men, but not just men, more it was masculine energy and a lot of ego mm -hmm. and yeah. a lot of wrongdoing in the same way. And, you know, I came, I studied a lot in Peru, South America. You know, you go to Peru, you understand the jungle just wants us out. You know, if enough is enough. <laughs> like, oh, wow. you, you wondered enough of the plant yeah. medicine there. That's not the, that's not the point. Um, wow. And also the way it's done. You know, if, if every once in a while, if you're in this world, you hear about another shaman, another healer, specifically women getting shot, getting killed. Yeah, because that's it, true. That happens. And especially the women. Because it's like they're the more vulnerable, or I'm not sure why. Maybe because we're more feared mm. of. Because originally, you know, before the patriarchal society, it was a matriarchal society. So it's like we moved from matriarchal to patriarchal. And now I'm not saying let's move back to matriarchal because obviously we need a balance. We need to both like mm -hmm. it's. A, um, I look at it as like in, when you work with plant medicine, you keep remembering. That's what I feel like. You keep going back and remembering. How yeah. you are and who you were and what you've done and how you're mm. again, especially as a space holder, because to be a space holder now, my soul has had to gone through this many, many, many cycles. So I keep going back and seeing the the cycles that it had working with yeah. the medicine and the people to be able to be to be here. So wow. it really reminds you of that. And when it reminds you of that, it also reminds you that it wasn't all peachy and rosy to begin with. You know, there's a reason why we've moved from matriarchal to patriarchal to begin with. There's a reason why women forgot their true power, which is huge. 
we birth the world mm. literally right we have the power of life and death in us every month like a woman so a woman holds a lot of responsibility for life and and i think also mm. feared and even you know pointed at and and somehow i think it was easy for women to forget of our true nature and our power you know because it is scary even yeah. for us so it has to come back into balance and it's as if we had to i see men or like the patriarchy or the masculine energy as the energy that mm -hmm. us women had to nurture into adulthood and so it's as if wow. now it's finally coming yeah. to an adult that now we can lead together so now women need to remember that they were leaders as well and that we now need to lead together that's what i really see and that's what the plant medicine has given me and that's what i do so a lot of my work even on my clinic without any plant medicine just just me mm -hmm. my vibration yeah um i work on the masculine and the feminine energy on the body you know and, and how uh -huh. we balance them it's showing that the body is showing the imbalance that's coming on an emotional mental and energetic level as well so it's always just balancing yeah. and saying yes to both you know not choosing mm -hmm. one not saying oh that's not fair the women were oppressed and all oh, the men are this you know it's just really understanding that they're wounding from both sides and how do we heal them um yeah my next therapy so that... will be doing healing the genders you know i'm putting that intention into everything so what do you mean by that healing the divide the great divide uh, for example oh, even, okay even like to lead as a woman to lead these kind of ceremonies or or like people throughout these journeys um you know again like when they see me they're like what you and then they see the spirit and they're like okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 funny because they see and they think well there should be a shaman a man figure and they're gonna do it this way and so when i work even with my staff and people it's really tough there's a lot of power struggles to like be a woman and own up to that yeah and hold on to that space and still remember that i want to do this differently right and how do i do a leadership that's not masculine leadership right we don't uh -huh. know how and when we go to the other extreme of female of feminine it's just like a circle that just goes, goes around and around that there's no point so how do you bring that together you know it's a it's a big issue for me and it's something that i'm really trying to bring forward and as i'm bringing this forward more plant medicine comes forward like more people come in for it like so i feel mm -hmm. like it's, it's together somehow mm -hmm. yeah yeah what, so what would you say like the what actually is a shaman then what do you mean what would you say a shaman actually is like what are the qualities you know to kind of be defined as one right so yeah that's it's pretty simple for me and that's why i could just use different words for it so you don't get stuck in the shaman connotation but it means that the mm -hmm. one that walks between the worlds so when I'm able to speak oh. to you about the different levels of reality, of consciousness, of your physical body, so it's someone that's just, mm -hmm. a, it's not even a gatekeeper, it's a, it's a guide to your inner world, right? And being mm -hmm. able to see the different levels, being able to notice the subtleties and the levels of spirit, you know, feeling the energies, that's a shaman. It's just understanding that there's more than the physical body and also respecting the physical body because that is the pure manifestation of spirit so holding it in mm -hmm. great honor because shamanism comes from the love of the earth right and working with the elf right. mother earth so it's understanding yeah. the earth is our physical body 
right? Mm -hmm. and, and working on that as well. And so plant medicine and even the dieta, for example, how you eat, what you eat, what do you think about, how you process things, all that comes alive in the physical reality, but it didn't originate in the physical reality. It's as if in physical reality, we celebrate the spiritual. And I think that's a shaman, mm. the one that really understands those connections in between the worlds. Um, uh huh. Okay, I understand that. That's pretty cool. Can I ask you, how does it affect you in business, like in a, in a good way or in a bad way, being so like intuitive and so in between worlds? Like, do you also feel like you're quite grounded as well, or does that often need working on? That definitely needs working on. Um, thankfully for me, I am a pretty grounded person, um, mm -hmm. meaning like I'm very practical. And uh, right. I'm very skeptical as well. So that's why when I work with people, I'm like, look, if it passed through me and, and I feel like it's legit, then you can try mm -hmm. it. You know, I don't go yeah. um, all over the place in that place. I, I really need tangible uh, evidence and things like that and things that I work with. So I feel like I have that stability. But honestly, um, I also have a partner that, um, I mean, a love partner, my partnership in life that's also very grounding for me so I understood how important right. it is to have um you know a home a home life uh, a love a family yeah. to keep you grounded because if not and I've had right. years in my life where I didn't have it and I could still really mm. much work and have a lot of work basically non-stop work but then I lose myself because there's the part of the service to others and then there's the part of you know, the own self and my own soul work and that one needs grounding. So that's what I need yeah. grounding with. The rest is done. Spirit, like once you say yes to spirit, it's just silver platter all the way. <laughs> like I can tell you about the miracles that happened. It's, you know, I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah. please do. Um, <laughs> you know, the minute I said, basically whenever I'm, I say yes to spirit, like I feel the call before, like, like when I decided I just need to show up in the Amazon when I was rock climbing in Denver, Colorado. So I was in Colorado yeah. with a backpack telling my partner there, um, drop me off at the airport. I need to get to Ecuador. You know, <laughs> I have no money. I have a backpack and I'm flying to Ecuador. No clue what's happening, you know? Um, and then mm. it started revealing itself and, and, and just jobs and opportunities. And like, I'm like, I have no money. Don't worry. Here's a house. Here's this. Yeah. It's all, it's as if like every step I take, wow. there's a hand there. Just like, you know, here you go. Yeah. There you go. That's true. Trust in the world. Yeah. So I have trust. Really? So in this case, it's not like I know yeah. I'm okay. Uh, but the grounding for me is, is really the love, the family, that kind of stability. Because if not, it's like, it's as if I'm all in service of spirit only. Yeah, and Even for if sure. I'm taken care of, that's not enough. Again, like the essentials, what's the essence? I want to feel love, mm -hmm. love, you know, like that's the end. Yeah. So for that ground. Oh, I love that. So what would you say to someone who hasn't got that family yet? Like, say, for example, me, I'm still single right now. And, you know, I do find ways to ground. But how would you, yeah, what would you suggest for someone who is very intuitive, is also open to spirit and all that happening, <laughs> but needs to find other ways to, like, ground in the world? Working with the elements is the best way to go for me. Like, trusting 
trusting the ground. So loving the physical reality allows for more things mm -hmm. in the physical reality to manifest. So you don't have to love mm. everything. There are some really shitty parts here, but really starting with nature, right? And, and the people and community and the physical things in life that you could just say, give me more of that because like attracts like. Yeah. And so if you just think about uh. the lack of, then the lack of would continue uh, just to show mm -hmm. you that eventually in everything there is light. So if it really is about the intention. So you can really even challenge and say, um, know that like this is what you want i feel like it's a for me as long as i work with spirit and answer the call i also mm. get like a, a bank a credit you know and i want to cash it mm. out you know what i mean yeah. so it's like you can That's cash awesome. out your wishes but you have to do it smartly mm -hmm. because in relationships for example there's a lot of karmic cycles so lord knows I've right been many and like divorce and i've been through a lot you know yeah um, but the question was if there is true love and and thankfully i got that answer oh at the right time. that was your question okay i'm gonna be asking that one <laughs> that's incredible do you mind sharing your story of like how it came into fruition or my true love it, it showed up very magical um i i was answering spirit's call um yeah i was i was like i said i was working a lot and, and and really so happy like i never had to advertise even right like the way you found me like people just find mm -hmm. me and then i give my what i can <laughs> and i get more than enough and i'm just in bliss oh, and still i felt amazing. well that's it like that's not enough oh uh, yeah that was at that okay. stage in my life you know where like i feel like i've already realized i've put a lot of uh, intention into the work and and it's come back mm -hmm. in full and still something was missing and then i was still in service and a friend of mine asked me to um to uh assist so there's something called a vision quest in shamanic uh, tradition in the native american mm. tradition that's called a vision okay quest. it's from uh, the red the lakota tribes or like native americans from north america i studied mostly from mm -hmm. south america so it's not so much from there, but it's a friend of mine. And, you know, I, I appreciate okay. feminism from all parts of the world. <laughs> of course, so, of course. Of course, I said yes. And basically, it means my friend, he was going up a mountain for four days mm -hmm. and four nights with no food and no water. Uh, where Whoa. What? Where he's calling in for a vision. <laughs> this is a very old tradition, very masculine, by the way. I did a wow. very similar one that's feminine. And it was on okay. for hours. There's a lady here in Israel that does it. She's amazing. And it's done in a much different way. That's very masculine. Again, because I believe it has to do with uh, women. We give birth. We have our periods. We have abortion, mm -hmm. miscarriage. We go through a lot of mm -hmm. process and pain that, like, that's just by being a woman that men do not experience. Right. So in a way, women, we have rites of passage as part of our process, mm -hmm. right? It, especially with our blood that's what i mean and men don't have that and so in a way for men to have that rite of passage and the vision and the feeling that emptiness and fullness right the process that we go through they need the vision yeah quest. that's my feeling at least so anyway this okay. man goes on a vision quest and four days four nights no food crazy right i really don't think women need to do it. it's all good and mm -hmm. as a helper what you do is while they're up in the mountain you're supposed to eat and drink for them in the mountain so there's like a base camp 
at the mountain and then like the friend would go somewhere far you know far but close enough and they can even hear you so we can sing to them sometimes keep their morale yeah. and them because there's probably more people up the mountain at that time there were six and then there's a camp right. that eats and drinks for them and and does medicine for them like there's different and does sweat lodge every every day for them so there's mm. a whole spiritual process of purifying and filling up and raising it's really beautiful yeah. it's the power of community it's, it's a really beautiful practice wow and really people say that as we're eating for them they don't feel hunger like they can feel it when we're eating Whoa. basically they'll only be hungry late at night when most people are not eating and asleep like stuff like that oh my goodness really really cool do you feel your hunger getting lower or do you feel satisfied still i feel when i'm at this i already assisted in two and i feel so in those two parts like i would feel more hungry like I am a small person, yeah. I don't eat that much, and they're like, I'll just like eat like an animal all the time. Rum, 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 rum. Yeah. And also, just the craving were different. Like uh, I would crave things that later on, even like craving cigarettes, and I don't smoke stuff like that. And then I'll be like, huh. oh, it's so and so. I know he like the one that's on the mountain, oh and he God. likes podcasts, and he likes smoking. So you know, I'm, I'm wow. craving it for them. And then it's my decision if yeah. to answer that craving. You know what I mean? But it helps them. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So I'm there. And this friend invites me, and I don't have a car. I live in Yafo in Tel Aviv, and I don't have a car. And mm -hmm. I realize, okay, to get to this mountain up in the north of Israel, I'm going to need a car. So I'm going to go right. ahead and buy a car. You know, that's that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> uh -huh. Not rent one. Not, I'm like, I'm going to need to have a car. But that's spirit, okay? Yeah, spirit is course. already telling me, Hila, to do this, we have a month until you need to go and mm. visit on this mountain. It's only a week, you know. Again, I don't really need to buy a car, but I need to buy a car. This is it. This is of course, decision. of course. And I go and yeah. I buy a car, really happy about it. And I come in with my car, and because I have a car, I get to pick up my friend, and we go together, mm -hmm. and we meet up at the nice. place, like the guy that's a, the shaman there that's holding the ceremony. And the first person mm -hmm. that shows up when I, I come into park, to parallel park, beautifully uh, <laughs> is uh, is who is my partner now and, and I look at him wow. and it's already like okay and I'm not in a relationship but I've been in one and like you know basically I'm not looking for a relationship I didn't even look basically the question asked before is a long-term question that was going on and at this point I've already let go of an expectation and I don't want any relationship okay. so but I have mm. the heart and freedom and I say, wow, I better just ignore this guy because I'm feeling something and I really don't want a relationship. But because of uh, 10 days on the mountain together, we end up talking. Mm -hmm. You know, I ended up like giving him a session even, like, you know, here I am, come yeah. to the rescue, uh, all that stuff. <laughs> That's I great. see that he really likes me, and then all of a sudden I need to because I have a car. So it all went around the car. Honestly, the fact that I had a car was was a major thing. <laughs> and it Whoa, made that was that was the vehicle, literally. It was the carriage. Yeah, it was the carriage. So, like, yeah, it even felt like the tarot, you know, the chariot that comes. It was really that. Uh, it really felt that way. <laughs> And it was really spirit telling me, Eli, you need to buy a car for this. Because like I said, it's not obvious. It's like, I really need a car. And I felt it that I knew it wasn't for this. I don't know why. Yeah. So basically, to make a really long story short, it ended up being that he mm. lives farther away. Uh, I really needed a car because if not, I couldn't see him. 
you know, but it all worked right. out that I met him right at that specific time that we could really join and connect and, and even like, you know, start seeing each other and all that, which wouldn't be possible without a car, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, that just showed up. And he ended up being like the man of my dreams, like literally, I'm not, there's many of them, you know, that's like, oh my God, but this is, this is something else. This was something else. And I knew this was a gift from spirit. I knew it was something like, all right, girl, you've done enough. You've done enough. Here you yeah. go. It's like, there's the cherry on top. There's the, wow. There you go. Well done. It's not yeah. it mean that I'm done too. Now this partner is my rock and he's also helping me um, do more, which is the right kind of partnership because being the person that I am, it has been hard to be in partnership because my work goes first. Like the service is always first and, and the mm-hmm. jealousy or misunderstanding or Jews, right? Yeah. Feeling that this is like sacrilege or anything like that. I always had mm-hmm. issues with, you know, being in my power and holding a relationship with a partner. I feel like the feminine masculine yeah. energies never matched. It was, and, and here it does. It, it's like, it's just, wow. it's just like, supports me, you know, it's like, it's the, it's literally the wing beneath the, my wings. It's like, phew yeah so it's wow it's the support that you needed all along yeah and it just makes it uh faster better there's just more movement it's mm-hmm. the opposite of anything i ever had and it's teaching me how to love deeply and really come when you ask like what do you mean balancing between the genders now i see it when you have this mm-hmm. love and you still see those like you know toughness around the masculine and feminine energies especially around leadership i see that with him but when you have enough love and respect and support you can do this work mm-hmm. you can finally do this yeah work. you can do it deeper so can can I ask you like what is the feeling of true love like how how did you just know um first of all I'll tell you it's a choice because to be honest it's like love is everywhere you can love so many people uh and Mm. and not only you can love just a few or just one but it's your choice Mm -hmm. you know how much do you love and who do you love it is truly your choice and it's something that i've learned after being in situations where i loved so much but it wasn't returned in the way that i needed or hoped for and so i have to say that it's a choice because he presented a choice to me literally asked even before we did anything like this is me, this is my baggage, I guess you have you and you don't have much baggage, do you want this? Like, like even asking, and I realized that I was holding in to like, not like, say yes, and I could have just walked away, mm-hmm. but just him giving me the choice to choose, I just said yes, and it felt, that's, yeah. that's the feeling of true love, I think. Being able to say yes to what you know you deserve, because it's like, what's out there, I was like, I deserve this. This is exactly yeah. what I deserve, and it's right in front of me, and I see how I can say yes or no, and, and it's about self-love. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned to love myself enough, it's still a process, mm-hmm. enough to say... Yeah, it's always a process. That's true love, because you love yourself enough to see the person in front of you that you truly deserve, you know, and it's mm-hmm. nothing less. And it's not that you subject yourself to love or, like, you know, go under for love, but like I said, it's something that lifts you up. And um, Yeah. That's the feeling. I deserve this. <laughs> that's incredible. Like, for real, that's incredible to hear. And I love to hear that. Um, I know this has gone off topic, but I actually think it's just naturally gone the way that it's gone. And I like that too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I actually had a question to ask you on that. 
but it's gone out of my head. So maybe we can go back to like plant medicine. Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's go back. <laughs> like, yeah, it can't have been too important. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's given me a lot to think about anyway, because I think that I definitely have some karmic stuff to work out in my relationship life. And I think, oh yeah, this is what I wanted to ask you. Mm. Did you feel like you had to get to a certain point within yourself first to kind of give permission for this to be in your life? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was put through the ringer. So again, because I asked that question, what is true love? Yeah. This, I was giving a lot of examples yeah. of what isn't true love. You know what I mean? Huh? And I had to learn oh how God. to jump out of it, you know, and, and not sometimes not jump like, uh, you know, one of them and the most recent one that I've just processed again, because it's been a year officially now is a, a miscarriage, right. for example, that I had that allowed me to, to see, oh, wow, wait, this is, this is a gift and this is not where I should be. And, you know, it's not with mm-hmm. so basically it was done for me. It like kind of snapped me back into to place in a way, brought me right back into an ayahuasca journey, that, that miscarriage. And that's what helped to step out of it. So I don't feel like it was all me. Like it was the hand of spirit yeah. really helping to, to show of me what's course. important. Uh, but yeah, it just showed yeah. me a lot of what is natural love. And I had to understand what it means. And that's why the key, like I said, is like, do I deserve this? Like, and loving yourself yeah. is the process, like understanding how special you are, how how mm. beautiful and how worth it you are to receive the love yeah. you're truly worth for. So there's a lot of self-worth work. And again, like, I feel mm. like it's still a work in process, but I've, I've definitely yeah. done enough to get it, <laughs> to get that. Well, you can tell, you can tell, <laughs> like even just speaking with you though, like you, you just have this energy about you, which is so grounded and maybe it is because you've like met this guy or maybe it's because you were like this before, but yeah, just your energy, you do seem very balanced. From just meeting you right now oh thank you that's a really nice to say <laughs> for some of the balance yeah. energies for a living it's, it's good to hear <laughs> <laughs> right you're yeah. doing the right job yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you oh yeah so what what kind of plants do you work with um so like the the plant that really pushed me to like start serving and working with others was in Peru yeah uh, that uh with uh with actually San Pedro Huachuma wait sorry what was it the San Pedro cactus Huachuma cactus oh tell me I actually don't know much about this yeah yeah not enough which I love actually I love that it's like more on the ground and I get why it's not your um Actually, it's the the main substance is called mescaline, which oh okay, I do know it. Yeah, yeah. And, right. Yeah, it's it's also peyote, you know. So peyote and San Pedro are cousins, and oh, San Pedro okay. is the tall cactus. Peyote is the small one. They both hold mescaline. Yeah. The qualities, of course, because they're different plants, will be a bit different. So mm-hmm. and also San Pedro really comes more from the south of the Americas, and peyote is more from the north. Okay. So, and since I work more in Peru, then San Pedro is the one that chose for me because I was working in the mountain area. So in the Andes, Cusco, Sacred Valley, that's my turf. I love that much better. I did demo mm-hmm. in the Amazon where you have more ayahuasca, but I was working more with San Pedro. 
and it's really heart medicine. It opens up the heart. I call it the natural empathy. Wow. And now I love that there's empathy therapy, but I wish there was just yeah. the therapy because it's such a better, more grounded medicine that does the same, mm-hmm. but even more. So I really hope there'll be more therapies done. I obviously um, hope to do it, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah officially uh with md started working and it's the same kind of work which it really works with trauma really well it works with the healing the heart chakra so much and just getting trust and appreciation for the earth the sky it just mm-hmm. loves it you know naturally and gives you back that yeah. sense of life and trust of life and trust of community it works on community building so i really uh-huh. love it and um it's something that i started uh doing and, and in this uh, area I started noticing also how mas- masculine that you know masculine, mm-hmm. masculine is this surf so uh, for me again a small little woman doing this is, is a big deal and, and holding space for that was a big deal you wouldn't see that many women in this field uh, but yeah the cactus itself called me from the same like I was living in the area and I just heard that I need to find the right teachers and do it hurt literally there was yeah. messages coming through so i did it and, and i loved it and, mm. and when i did it i just remembered again how much i've done it before how many pots have i stirred you know you stir it wow okay. so like yeah. how much i'm used to this motion forever and ever it's like how much longer should i stir a pot you know that kind of thing oh my goodness yeah so that's when what i started with but um, i was laughing before because way before that before i was even this iteration of me uh i did yeah. mushrooms and and they always were mm-hmm. friends and always like helped uh in beautiful life-changing ways that i i remember every journey basically i remember every single journey with the mushrooms magic mushrooms so uh it's also mm-hmm. something that's been working with me for a while but only recently yeah. i've gotten the call again the physical call yeah you ready and even start shifting yeah. from the pedra, like even starting to move and, and go more into the mushrooms. So uh, yeah, that's something that I'm also uh, very much like aligned and work with. Uh-huh. Another one that I help facilitate spaces where it's legal and and work with is mm-hmm. the Bufal various medicine. That's very powerful stuff. Not for okay. everyone, but but amazing, amazing tool. Um, we call it the vaccine. <laughs> oh, like, why? You have it like you're in 5D, you're done. Like, <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. But you come, you out. come back out of it, or what do you mean, back out? You, you said like you go into 5D, but you like you're still like no, in you're, you're 3D. There. You're, that's what I mean. Like once you, once you do Bufo, <laughs> which is yeah. five meo DMT, um, very, very like. It's above, basically. So if you think of DMT, which you have in ayahuasca, or maybe acid, um, yeah. psilocybin would create that eventually in your system. Here mm-hmm. you have a completely, not a different compound, but an evolution of the compound that um, yeah. just, it, it goes to different levels than what you've been able to do with any other medicine. It's like a, a very, very different kind of medicine and I don't recommend it for everyone because it really is very, very mm-hmm. strong takes you shoots you yeah. all the way to who knows where basically to nowhere because that's nothingness <laughs> the void 
Right. And then as you come back, you understand 5D. So that's what I mean. It's like it really is the medicine of 5D. You... Yeah, right. I have, a, I have a question to ask you. So, you know, when we take these different psychedelics, like for spiritual reasons or whatever, like what actually happens on an energetic level? Why why can we somehow access like all these insights and in different dimensions? Like what's going on? Sure, I can explain from a shamanic perspective, because when we said, we're yeah, shaman, um, and it's like walking between the worlds then I'll say that to be here in this physical reality, you have to shut down a lot of these gates. There's gates and they're levels right. and dimensions. Um, and if we talk quantum physics for a second, we mm-hmm. are energetic yeah. beings. So energy has a wave state and a particle state, mm-hmm. right? So, okay. And it, can, it has both at the same time. So basically that's quantum physics. You have, it exists, the wave and right. the particle at the same time. So... Right now, as we're speaking, we are particle mm-hmm. state. And since we're working and channeling, our wave state is also participating in the conversation. Yeah. But basically, it's what mm-hmm. you would be calling the higher self, right? In, in those circles. Right. So, with the medicine, what it allows to do is to break those barriers between mm, the okay, self okay. and the higher self in different forms, yeah. in different levels, and how depending how much a person can handle also, right? It's like, it's the vessel mm-hmm. can only hold a certain amount of light, of, of knowledge, of wisdom, of consciousness, right? Light is consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the vessel of the person. And for example, if the vessel, uh, the energetic vessel is, is wounded mm-hmm. or has leakages, it might not even work. And that's also like the set and setting. That's why set and setting is talked about a lot, you know? So it's like, it really does make yeah. a difference. Uh, in a safety perspective, but also in how far could you go. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So is that like with certain people, certain environments, that kind of thing? Yeah, and then also who holds the space. So, for example, when I work okay. with people, even just one-on-one, no plant medicine, right, there's no need. Like, uh, I do that. Is, it's, it's Like I said, it's a smaller aspect of a bigger thing, which is just holistic therapy and work. And I'm mm-hmm. holding space for them. So what it means hold space is... I'm allowing, I'm using my own vessel to hold more space yeah. so you can see more. So, for example, when people come to me for therapy and it's like hypnotherapy and they see things and, and reach things that they've never seen before in their life and they might not go to when they're on their own, it's happening because I'm yeah. here to hold that space, meaning the vessel is now bigger and more held. So you can see more. You see what I mean? How does that happen? I'm so curious. So is it, do you just start with an intention that you're going to hold more space for these people and then it kind of happens or? Yeah, but I think it's a calling basically like you, you come in with a bigger vessel or you come in with the opportunity. So it means that you're more sensitive and your vessel has, is more porous and can feel other people. It can even be a curse. Like before I knew who I was and especially as a child, I was terrible you know, very sensitive, crying all the time or yelling, everything would mm-hmm. interrupt and then very bossy and trying to control, like just trying to deal with all these energies all the time, you know, so it's yeah. like I was like this. But as I learned how to deal and after I learned how to de-block the things that I blocked in order to deal with life, then it became a beautiful tool, yeah. you know, and I feel like people who have this service attitude, they're empaths, and I, I teach a lot of them, like there's many among us, at least 20% of the population that has basically bigger 
more porous vessels. And the point isn't just to mm -hmm. let more light into them and they're bigger. No, it already comes like that so we can hold space for others. You know, because we're not supposed to do okay, so, alone. So you're speaking about empaths here. Yeah. Holding the space. Yeah. That's so interesting because I feel like empaths are the ones that get like the most thrown off. If they don't know their power yet. That's why I call it the blessing and the curse. And and that's why I felt the call also to start training. So I do master classes, I yeah. work with people on and one. Aside from regular therapy, I feel like it's a duty mm -hmm. for me to help other empaths, other intuitives, other people who are sensitive to help them understand that they have a duty in this life. They have an opportunity to be of service in this life. And that's a gift. Yeah. Learning how to deal with that and starting to love themselves for it, right? Instead of like uh Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, like I know people who try and numb it because they're just so sensitive and it's like painful, you know, to be around certain people or in certain situations. But I also think it's such a gift, like you kind of have that extra ability to like feel what someone's feeling or like tap into something that you wouldn't normally tap into. So I think it's definitely a blessing for sure, although it sometimes it doesn't feel like it. I think that as long as you're in service, then you're in balance. You know, you're in harmony with creation because that was a part of your role. And when you let, you don't allow for that to come in, then you suffer. You know, you suffer when you're not right. in your self state. If, we, if you're in your non-self, then you suffer. Mm. Um, so it's like I, yeah. I really encourage empaths and sensitives to really jump into the field and, and help others. You know, and, and and give from their intuitive gifts and. And when that happens, they're yeah. more balanced and, and clearer also. Because they don't, basically, they'll grab onto something. And yeah. if they don't let it go, it sticks with them. And letting it go sometimes means letting it through, you know, channeling or holding space, whatever it is. And then they'll feel better too, right. you know. It's really, it's a no-brainer because it's a no it's a win-win situation or a lose-lose. If you don't help, you yeah. lose. they lose. If you help, you both win. So why not? Uh, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> so so anyone who's listening who kind of has never done anything to do with plant medicine before and they kind of want to get started in it, what would you suggest as like a recommendation? I suggest don't just jump into it because you feel like uh, FOMO. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, um, yeah. That's because of my experience, but also just people that come through my clinic. A lot come through my mm -hmm. clinic that have ended up in circles or situations with plant medicine or, or not just plants, okay, just with all drugs that mind-altering states. Um, right. That ended up more wounded, you know, because like we said, set and setting is really important and your intention is important. And if the intention is FOMO, then it's not the right intention. So I think you're even if yeah. the sudden setting is terrible, if you have the right intention and you're holding onto it, you're gonna be okay. But having the mm. right intention and it's beyond just getting to know plant medicine. So there mm -hmm. has to be something that that uh, is is you're yearning for and want to find out about yourself or yeah. looking for healing of some sort. I really I can't stress enough how the intention is important mm. because plants are living things, they're living organisms, anything that's alive takes in information and so they take mm -hmm. in their intention they really do and when wow, they don't that is powerful they will take someone else's intention they'll still take in something right so own up you know mm. put whatever it's like like i said you have free will so use it you know mm -hmm. if you're 
foot down, put your intention down. Yeah, make the choice of, and also check in, like really check in to see if this is accurate because just because this is there doesn't mean it's the right thing for you. Um, mm -hmm. Again, from experience. So really checking in and maybe you're fault you want to, but for some reason it's not, it doesn't feel right. Maybe there's a, one person yeah. there that's gonna throw you off balance and maybe we're just meant to do something else this weekend and meet the love of your life and you shouldn't go to a plant medicine ceremony. <laughs> Whatever it is, listen to your gut, yeah. listen to your instinct and the, it, yeah. comes, it comes when it's right time anyway. It just shows up <laughs> when it's the right time and you need it and there's some people that just don't need it. Like it's some people's medicine, the other's poison and you know, it's totally fine. So trust the spirit yeah. and if it comes to you put intention yeah. that's so true you know it comes to you when it comes to you like I was at a point in my life last year where I felt really stuck and I'd heard about microdosing for a few years and really wanted to try it and that's when it came into my life and it completely changed my life around in like the space of a week but I was you know I was microdosing over the space of a few weeks but the change that happened mm. you know is the reason why like I'm here in Israel <laughs> you know it really just connected me with that true source and what I feel like it did for me was it cut through all the bullshit like all the conditioning that we have for ourselves, and we build up and we build up and we put all these layers that aren't really us it's like okay this is who you really are yeah yeah they're great at that aren't they <laughs> Oh, that's why I love it, really. Yeah. That's the main reason why I love it, just for, like, spiritual insights. And because, like you said before, it shows you, like, who you truly are. Yeah, and you cut through the bullshit. So that's what, you go back to the beginning. You take out the unessential and stay with the essence. Yeah, for sure. So where can people connect with you? Like, on social media? Do you have a website? Uh, yeah, I have, I have a website. It's, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm not great with marketing i believe that whoever needs mm -hmm. to find me finds me but yes i have a website it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's awesome <laughs> it's not... so you don't need to know any socials you people will find no, you I, you know i i have a i have a facebook account um Hila Dekel on facebook once in a while I, I like to do readings there people seem to really get um their spirit uplifted i did that especially during the covid uh, periods when it was really rough so I, I do that mm -hmm. sometimes and people can jump on and, and get some inspiration mm -hmm. I have a website nice. illuminate.com or uh, I started a new one just for teaching so it's spiritgrowthacademy.com mm -hmm. um, for that um, and yeah I'm terrible at Instagram I am there I don't do anything there but it's hilalalele uh, shaman mm -hmm. one point but yeah it's um i'm sure whoever's <laughs> listening that would want to find me will and i'm, I'm here waiting yeah for sure <laughs> i love that yeah and uh final question if you could give any advice to your younger self what would it be don't get married no, <laughs> <laughs> done <laughs> cut that's all but you know it worked out at the end i got a nice little flat from it uh, no, i love kidding. that i love that <laughs> just kidding but not yeah don't don't just jump into a marriage because you think you're supposed to do it you know i was just following orders of, mm. you know the norm so don't don't fall in gold 